Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Aspirant. Tag Data Talk covers topics on the current state and outlook of analytics and data science. We use an interview format with professionals and academics to discuss use cases, future trends, talent and skills, organizational structures, and tool advancements related to data science and analytics. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Jordan Morrow, Global Head of Data Literacy at Click, and we're talking about advancing data literacy. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's start with a quick introduction. Tell us why you're so cool. Well, only because nerdiness has become cool in our world today. Um, Thank goodness for that. Yeah, absolutely. My background within data and analytics is a passion of mine. I've been working in it for years and gives me the opportunity to share and kind of advance this topic that we're talking about today, data literacy, plus the fact that I live in the mountains and I love to be in the mountains. So we'll say that that kind of helps my nerdiness get cooler. (laughs) Very good. So uh, the role that you do at Click right now, what sort of activities do you do there? Yeah, so my role as Global Head of Data Literacy literally takes me around the world traveling and speaking about different engagements within data literacy. So my role really encompasses a few different main key aspects. One of them is speaking at conferences. I do a lot of traveling and get invited to speak at analytics conferences to talk about this topic of data literacy that's grown so much. But on top of that, I've created an education program which provides free material for individuals to increase in their data skills. And then I drive a lot of strategy around data, data science, and data literacy internally to click, but also helping organizations do that themselves. Wow. So you are the ultimate advocate. You must be really passionate about this topic. Uh, extremely passionate. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I can read statistics textbooks for fun, and I understand that most people can't do that. But the reality is, in our world, everybody needs to be able to have skills in data and to be able to use them. Now, doesn't mean they have to be advanced all the way, but they have to have some skills. And so to be able to have a career that empowers me to help others is definitely a passion. Yes. And we're recording this by um, phone. But just so you know, um, I'm over here emphatically nodding yes (laughs) to the affirmative (laughs) on this. Uh, So this is great. And I I stole that phrase from my first podcast interview with Oliver Wagner, by the way. Let's, um, Let's talk about what is data literacy. So for those of those listening can you give us a definition? I'm sure you get asked that question all the time, but what what really is it? What does it look like? Yeah, I'll, I'll provide both kind of a, a concrete technical definition and then kind of the, the easy way to think about it. So the, the concrete definition that we think of and that utilize is the ability to read, work with, analyze, and argue with data. And within each of those four characteristics, of course, there's going to be many different spectrums. But overall, the easy way to think of it is data literacy is quite literally this ability to utilize data correctly and uh, to find insights and to make data-driven decisions, but also that ability to communicate what you're thinking. And so it's this overarching just ability for individuals and organizations to consume the data they're producing in the correct way. Gotcha. Well, I can see why you're passionate about this subject. Um, so what does that look like? Like if, if you look at one organization, for example, and you say, oh, they're not data literate. And then you look at another organization and you say, man, they are so data literate. How, what's, the, what's the distinctions? How can you yeah, see the, that? I think the best way to illuminate that is to look at kind of real world examples. If you think about uh, those organizations that are kind of born and bred in the digital age and that are crushing it in the world today, think mm-hmm. of Amazon, 
Netflix, Google, Facebook. These are organizations that came from the digital era, but are emphatically good at utilizing data. Mm -hmm. And then we see some of these other organizations, some of these stapled names ones that are kind of going on a business where they might have missed the trends. But it doesn't mean they weren't necessarily empowered with data or given a lot of data. They just didn't know how to consume it. So the key to all of this is that the organization has a DNA of data driven into its culture. Mm -hmm. And so organizations that have this usage of data in the culture, but not just usage, because again, you can have people using data, but using it very poorly. Right. It's this culture where people are empowered to learn on their own how to improve their data skills, and then given that opportunity to find insights to fail, um, because failure is part of data. I mean, you, you've done statistical analysis um, it's just reality that sometimes it doesn't come back the way we want. Mm -hmm. But those cultures is where it looks like. It's where the culture knows that data will be at the forefront of everything they're doing, but not just the data. You have to empower the human element of it. And so those are what those organizations look like. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Jordan, you use the C word. We're going to come back to that in a second because I know culture <laughs> must be like hugely important. Absolutely. Um, I've referenced those as digital and data nav natives. And, and yeah. it's a lot of times it's the younger organizations compared to, say, a 120-year-old company that is an immigrant to data. And that must be a little bit more of a struggle. Do you see those sort of patterns with... When you look at a company that's really crushing it um, on data literacy where they tend to be younger, or is it not really a factor of that? It's more just what they were born into and how they've embraced. No, I, I definitely see it. And what's interesting is I've traveled the world to see it. I get asked the question, is it different among industries? Is it different among different individuals, et cetera? And what I have found is data literacy is quite literally uniform across the world. All mm. industries, all job types, everywhere from the executive suite on down. But you're right. You can distinctly see those organizations that are younger, they're more adaptable, right? The culture might not, using that C word again, the culture might not be as ingrained. So they have this ability to adapt and shift very quickly versus organizations that have culture built on years of patterns, gut instinct, using just my intuition, right. and then trying to move the ball in those type of organizations is harder. But what I have found is every time I have traveled, whether it is a small organization up to some of the biggest right now, working with one of the top 10 biggest companies in the world on data literacy, mm -hmm. the appetite is there. Yes, It's just now becoming a matter of how do we drive, uh, and I don't like to say a change in culture because it's hard to change culture an evolution in culture so that they start to use DNA in a more appropriate manner in everything they do. Yep, yep. And and that's interesting because it, it parallels with um, what I've been talking a lot about lately, which is data-inspired decision-making and having yep. that, uh, you know, because we've in the past, Jordan, tell me if you've seen it differently, but I think we've promoted based on intuition and gut. And, you know, people have risen to the ranks because they're so good at using their gut. And now we're asking them, like, hold on, <laughs> let's right. look at empirical evidence. So I imagine that's quite the struggle. It is. And what's interesting is I think there's kind of two ends of a spectrum when we look at the use of data. And I love what you said, data-inspired decision-making. I always like to say data-driven and data-informed, but I might steal that one from you if that's okay. Do it. Because it's... The spectrum is you have on one end, historically, where all we have done is intuition and gut feel, and that is one end of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum, you have only wanting to see what the algorithm says, ignoring the human element. The reality is when, when I speak to organizations, I tell them, we're not getting rid of gut instinct or intuition. We just want to back it up with that empirical evidence. And if we see that that gut instinct is wrong, we have to have a culture that says it's okay to not utilize it. Yep. And so that's the key element right there is that we need the com combination of both 
intuition, human creativity and understanding, but with the empirical data that is so readily available. And the only way you're going to make that happen is if the workforce is data literate. Yep, yep, absolutely. So we're talking about, um, you know, what is data literacy? What does it look like? And and um, and and what about the value? Like, why is this important? You know, because this is not going to be easy. You give, anytime you use a C word, to me that says, oh, that's going to be difficult. Um, but if if we want to take a step and say, like, okay, well, what's the value of becoming data literate? Why is this important? What would you say to that? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that because the reality is, I think it's intuitive for us to say. If we know how to use data, we'll get quicker insights. We can back up our insights, maybe smarter decisions. But in the end, what value does that bring? Well, it just so happens we actually launched here a couple weeks ago. Um, we did a statistical analysis on this. We did a large study, commissioned a large study to find out, is there actual value from being more data literate than your competitors or peers? And through that statistical analysis, thankfully, the analysis came back in a positive way. Yes. We actually found that enterprises that appeared in the top tier of data literacy had a 3 to 5% greater market value. And through the organizations that we were looking at, that literally equated to hundreds of millions of dollars in market value. But we also found through the study that these type of organizations that were more data literate are quicker to market, that they have more uh, better return on sales or different metrics like that. So thankfully, we were able to tangibly put in place actual m metrics that show data literacy has an impact. And this went right along with the kind of the storyline that I share is when I go to organizations, the first thing I always do is I tell them the why. Why is data literacy matter and what is it? Mm -hmm. Next, they ask me, how do we do this? And then, of course, they want to know what benefit am I going to get out of it? Well, the first two we built for a while, but we didn't have the third done that benefit uh, until we did this analysis. And then when we did the analysis, it proved to us or showed us from a statistically proven perspective that there's value from it, actual market value. And so now we have that key to show the world that absolutely you should be trying to be as data literate as humanly possible because when you do that, you are going to achieve more value for your company. Fantastic. That sounds like a great study. Um, and I'm curious about the levels that you measure literacy on or, or if it was like extremely high, extremely low, um, without getting too much on a tangent. Can you talk about that just a tad? Yeah, so the way we did the study we, that we commissioned, we utilized 600 uh, plus or 600 publicly available companies worldwide because we had to get access to the data. And what we did is we measured corporate data literacy. So we've had assessments and there are ways to measure individual data literacy, but we wanted to understand corporate data literacy and how we measured it was three different ways. And that is one, we looked at data literacy skills or essentially the human capital, how polished or how talented is your group with data. We then took a look at the, the second pillar was around data-driven decision-making. How good is your organization or how strongly do they use data-inspired decision-making? And then third, we looked at the skills dispersion, right? How dispersed is like data usage? And these three pillars made up the three pillars of corporate data literacy. And so then we went in and we asked questions of these companies utilizing data to assess the, the tiering or the spectrum of skills within the data literacy world. And so all this report, you can actually, anybody can download it for free at thedataliteracyproject.org uh, is an independent community that I'm a part of. That report is right in there. Anybody can read it and see the actual measurements and what we did to actually to assess data literacy for companies. Fantastic. So smarter decisions, quicker insights, 
solutions that were never able to um, get developed to answer complex questions. Plus, you're looking at an overall, and those are just for individual level, but you're looking at the overall uh, community in, in corporate America, uh, and it looks like, well, maybe you meant global, too. Did you mean global on that? Or yeah, that, it's global. Wow. Yeah, it okay, was a so global globally. Study. And looking at skills, decision-making, and the, and the dispersion. So this could be, uh, are your call center people even thinking about data? You know, are the people on the front line, you know, at a bank that are tellers, are they thinking about data? So that's very interesting. Okay. Um, so tell me some methods. Like, it's this is getting to the how, right? Because that's what people ask you all the time. Like, what is it? Why is it important? How do I do this? What are some methods to help us become more data literate? Yeah, I am a big believer in that data literacy starts from this individual perspective of just curiosity, mm -hmm. right? We have to have this ability to to pique our own curiosity to dig into things. And the biggest thing that I like to say, or one of them, is I want to create a world where everyone is a data skeptic. Mm. Now, I don't. The world the world is doing a very good job of creating a bunch of data cynics. If you think about like Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, or cookies and tracking of our personal information. What I want to do is create a world where people ask the question, why? Mm -hmm. I want everyone in an organization, when they see data, to start asking that question. But on top of that, there, there we, we have, and one of the things I created at that same website I just mentioned is an, an individual assessment that you can assess yourself to find out your comfort level with data literacy. And from that comfort level, there's almost this prescribed learning buffet of choices to choose. But I'm a big advocate for reading books, listening to podcasts like the one we're doing right now, uh, networking, and then also just studying conceptual pieces of data science. Now, not everyone needs to be a data scientist, uh, but everyone needs data literacy. Mm -hmm. But to do that, you need to understand parts of data science. So there's so many different channels and avenues individuals do, but I would always strongly suggest that people take that assessment first so they get their foundational knowledge, their baseline of where they currently stand. And then they can go from there to continue learning. Got it. Got it. Very good advice. Um, how, what about the barriers that we run into? Like, what, what have you seen for some of the barriers and how the heck do we overcome those? Yeah, the, the big thing that I have noticed, when we take a look at investments in data and technology, mm -hmm. a lot of times when they don't succeed, the blame gets put on the software. And what I have noticed as I have started this journey into the world of data literacy and been here a while, is it's not the software or the technology. Usually it's the human element. And that's the piece that we need to overcome. And not only that, but think about throughout the years, I'm sure in your projects and what you've done, Beverly, you've noticed data silos. You've noticed these things that impede organizations. The one key that helps get through most of this is speaking the language of data, which is a key aspect to data literacy. It's being fluent in data. It's being able to speak the language of data. Because as you can imagine, if there are silos or technologies if you have people that can't speak that language, they're not going to find success with the project. And so you have to be able to speak that language with it. Got it. Got it. So is that your final, if you were to give one final piece of advice for um, those who were trying to move the needle just a tad? I mean, if you're one person in a large organization, say you're a manager or something like that, and you see the value, how do you, what one thing can you tell people, here's how you can improve data literacy at your organization? I would start by saying, understand within yourself that you're more data literate than you think. All of us use data on a daily basis, whether we're going outside to look at the weather or we're using the apps on our phones or we're buying a home or whatever. You're already more data literate, so have more confidence in your data skills 
than you think you do. Mm. But on top of that, I would tell them, start studying, start figuring out their baseline and become curious because there's a, there's a passion behind it. When you start to use data in your job, you get better at making decisions. You get more powerful. You get more credibility. It, it's contagious. And then above and beyond that, just be an evangelist for data. I mean, go out and speak and, and demand that data be used for the decisions and the things that you want done. Because if you're not using data, you might be fine. You might have a big issue with the unknown. And those unknown pieces, because you didn't use data, can bring things down. So just be an evangelist that data usage needs to be there. Yeah. So, so sometimes you can make a ripple in your organization just by just by talking about things, just by um, showing your curiosity and come on, guys, kind of thing. Um, is that what you're saying? Exactly right. Exactly right. Love it. Love it. Thanks again today to Jordan Morrow from Click for speaking to us today about advancing data literacy. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I love doing this, and it's fun to chat with someone who shares the passion with me. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education, hosted by Aspirant. Have a great data set. 